gentlemen welcome back into the 610 podcast i'm your host jay hollihan back here on this is tuesday november 28th um little disclaimer so penn state defeated michigan state 42 to nothing um last friday little disclaimer so i i recorded another episode for whatever reason, I've been trying to edit said episode or or produce and download said episode, and unfortunately, um, the editing software I go by has been unable to put that out. I don't know what the deal is, so I'm recording a new one. Fingers crossed this works. I have no idea why it is that it uh, went awry. I've been trying to edit it since Saturday, but that's neither here nor there. So we're going to try this one, see if it works. Hopefully it does. If not, then this episode will be produced later than I hope. But fingers crossed it doesn't happen. So Penn State beats Michigan State 42 to nothing. This Friday, uh, Black Friday game, you know, a little weird to be playing on a Friday. Um... Not a lot of fans around the country really like it. I'm one that is not a big fan of the Friday game, but, you know, hey, it is what it is, and Penn State got it done, and they, um, with ease, beat Michigan State. Now, Michigan State is not a win that moves the needle by any means as to how you feel about this team, about, you know, how you feel about the quality of winning uh, against this team, and... You know, you see Michigan defeating Ohio State, which actually in the previous episode I recorded, uh, I spoke about that, so we'll do that again here. Um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a good sight to see quarterback Drew Aller, you know, go out, though, and and get it done on the road and be as effective as he was, 17 for 26 for 292 pass yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Good sight to see Katron Allen. Nick Singleton had a big game. Um, they both combined for uh, 255 rushing yards, and Singleton had a rushing touchdown. Allen also had a receiving touchdown. Um, on the receiving end, Theo Johnson had a big game, four catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Happy to see what he has done throughout the past few games because I think that gives fans... Uh, a little more excitement to see Theo Johnson, you know, get involved. He was a big recruit back in uh, 2020. And, you know, his first four years as a Nittany Lion, they've been kind of underwhelming. He's shown some flashes in different games, but I think the back half of this season, we really got to see what um, what we can expect, and hopefully he's, he sticks uh, around for next year um, and doesn't decide to either enter the NFL draft or transfer. But I thought it was good to see him, uh, you know, get that um, get that done. And then, I mean, defensively, this was just an all-out, you know, uh, clinic they put on. The defensive line was just everywhere. Abdul Carter and Curtis Jacobs, they had a game. 
you know, Carter had two sacks. Jacobs had a sack and a half. Uh, even cornerback uh, Johnny Dixon got in on it a little bit. He had a half a sack coming off the edge. Great game um, just all around by the defense. They uh, they hounded Michigan State's offensive line. And, you know, um, Caton Hauser had nowhere to go. The freshman quarterback, you know, he had a big... Uh, Big wake-up call there. Penn State held Michigan State to just 88 rushing yards on the ground. So a big game. Um, not only pressuring the quarterback, but being able to plug up those holes and, and get after it a little bit. So a great job there by Penn State. Really pleased is the word that I want to use to to talk about the defense and really just, I don't even think pleased is a good enough word to really describe my feelings on this defense. I would say just proud of how they played. In years past, we saw under, and I don't mean this as a slight towards him in any way, shape, or form, but we saw in the last defensive coordinator um, where Penn State would come off of some poor losses in big games and the defense would just kind of disappear in a way. Um, and I think that the last two seasons when Penn State lost to Ohio State and Michigan, and then this year when they lost to Ohio State and Michigan, the defense never sputtered. The defense remained um, as a key you know, um, component throughout the rest of the season. It wasn't you know, oh, well, we lost, we're just going to, you know, fold up the tent and and we're going to be, you know, not as confident. I thought that the last couple games, they did just that. They were confident, they went out, they executed the game plan to a T. So really proud of what Manny Diaz has done as Penn State's defensive coordinator. Um, and I hope he stays around, but if he gets another job, I mean, I'm sure there are going to be offers out there. He's been great on the recruiting trail. He's been great um, schematically. So I, I have a good feeling that there will be a team interested in him. Um, now, whether or not he'll want to leave because, you know, his days at Miami, they did not necessarily go as planned. So we'll see. But I think that the opportunity will be there. I hope he doesn't leave. But, you know, if he does... Um, you know, I, I hope, you know, fans will have remembered him in a positive light. I mean, I know I have, I thought that he was a huge addition when he came to state college. And I think he's continued to be just a, a real, a real positive coach that I don't think we've seen on the, I mean, Brett Pry was huge recruiting. I mean, he got some great recruits. And his defense did well a lot of the time. I mean, I think, you know, that defense that he put together um, in his later years as the Penn State defensive coordinator, a lot of those defenses were among the best, um, you know, that Penn State has seen in the James Franklin era and even, you know, in the previous years before. But I definitely think... With Diaz, he put together a national championship caliber defense, and it's just a shame 
that unfortunately we didn't get to see that um, fall fall through. So if Diaz does indeed leave, you know, you still have defensive coordinator, co-defensive coordinator, um, Anthony Poindexter, who, you know, has been with Penn State since 2021. Hopefully um, he will continue to keep that, uh, that you know, um, foundation that this defense is built on and continue that through. So obviously it's a shame that the season comes to an end in the way that it did. I don't think a lot of people are too thrilled with this season. I, I for one, listen, was I expecting more? Yes. Did I want to be in a at a position right now to where Penn State has the opportunity to be a CFP team? Obviously. But a double-digit win season, they're tough to come by. And I think when you really consider how Penn State has played over the last two years against tougher opponents, you obviously feel a little upset with the way things have gone. Now, for me, I am upset that they have not made it to the college football playoffs Especially this year with Drew Aller. I mean, I think the kid has really come along. But uh, unfortunately, you know, just wasn't in the cards uh, that he could get this team to an opportunity to be in the in the playoff semifinals. But I think you have a lot to grow on for next year. I mean, I think he's shown a lot of great signs. I think, honestly... James Franklin, moving on from Yersich, what I believe, and I was thinking about this the other day, James Franklin's offenses, when you look at his time as the Penn State head coach, they always seem to do well when he is in a spread offense. I mean, you look at the McSorley years in 2016, 17, and 18. That offense did so well in the spread offense. They were able to get multiple, you know, receivers out wide. Um, and they were able to line up and pistol and kind of go up-tempo. That's something that I think needs to return. That's that type of spark that's been missing from this offense for the last couple of years. So I hope that returns uh, next year and when he makes his next uh, offensive coordinator hire. So that's pretty much my take on where Penn State's at. Now, as for this year's edition of the game between Ohio State and Michigan, that was honestly one of the best games, I think, of the season. Unfortunately, um, you know, I think moving forward, you're not going to see that type of CFP, um, you know, kind of juice heading into that game but for those that think that that rivalry is going to go awry I think you're dead wrong those two schools um you know that's a great tradition that's a great rivalry that's always going to be around it doesn't matter if one I mean we've seen how many years where Michigan was kind of down when it's Michigan Ohio State if Michigan has an opportunity to knock Ohio State down a peg they'll do it and vice versa so I still think that game is just as important as it ever has been. But in terms of the CFP juice behind it, probably not. 
you know, I mean, unless one team's like 11th and the other team's ranked third, you're probably not going to see that same amount of hype heading in where one team can really knock the other team out. But, you know, we'll see. Um, and this should be, you know, uh, a rivalry week because you had the Auburn-Alabama win. This is one of the most memorable rivalry weeks, I think, you'll, you know, have in years to come. Um, so very, very excited to see um, to see now what happens moving forward, you know, now that we get these uh, realignments. Um, but also very excited to see, you know, for Penn State, what this brings for them with now 12 teams making it in because, I mean, we've seen, like, how many countless times have they had double-digit win seasons and just miss out? So we'll see what happens moving forward, and hopefully Penn State's day will come where they're in the playoffs. But till then, we'll find out who they're going to be playing. Hopefully it's a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, I have a good feeling it will be. Ten-win team, you know, um, it, it would. I would think, unless Michigan loses to Iowa— Penn State will have an opportunity um, to play in a big, like, Fiesta Bowl or something of that nature of a bowl game to the point to where, and I don't even think if Iowa beats Michigan, I don't think Michigan's being held out. So I think Penn State has an opportunity there, but, um, and unless Ohio State can get lucky because I, I just, I mean, I don't know about Ohio State being a, a playoff team I don't think they've done enough but then again Florida State losing their quarterback and you know there's still Oregon that's kind of up for grabs there's Bama um that you know they're gonna throw their hat into the ring so we'll see what happens there but anyways thanks everyone for tuning in um we'll be back on you know when we find out who Penn State will be playing in their bowl game um and uh you know, we'll uh, we'll be back on then. Hopefully, you know, um, this episode gets put out. Don't have to deal with any issues. But thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time.